the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Mortgage Matters with Misha, your source for real estate market updates and strategies and answers to your real estate lending questions. Now, to provide you with insight and help you navigate the constantly changing world of real estate lending, here's your host, financial services expert, Misha Dimitruk. Good afternoon, Bay Area. Thank you for joining us. I am Misha Dimitruk with Essex Mortgage, NMLS. 694427. Joining you here once again to talk about everything real estate financing related. It is always an exciting time to be with you because this industry is always in flux. There are, are always so many things that are changing and so much information being shared that it is um, a challenge always to be on the cutting edge of information and to be able to make sure that I'm bringing to you, our listeners, all of the most recent updates and the most pertinent information. This is why this show is here, is to make sure that you are receiving all of the top-notch information to receive all the viable opportunities that might not be told to you anywhere else in the market. And that takes a lot of time to put together all that information, to understand it, to have your finger on the pulse, and to also listen to what it is that our, our listeners are telling me are the pressing items and the issues that they're presented to them in an everyday fashion. And so I would like to, as always, thank the listeners who constantly call in and tell me about their experience, about something that the show triggered in them to take a deeper dive, get more information, find out how to expand their opportunities and the ways that you are achieving success by listening to the show and getting better ideas on how to structure your finances. When money is affordable, rates are low, when inventory is available, and people are able to make lots and lots of transactions without any struggle, the strategy is still needed. But having really expansive options in your strategy isn't necessarily required. As rates move higher, and as people need to get more creative in how they are structuring their finances in order to achieve the goals that they have for themselves, that strategy is going to play a bigger and bigger role. Now, it is something that I, I like to talk to everyone about at any point. And if you have a transaction that you are struggling to achieve, if you are running into the, the buyer brick wall over and over and over again because you have a price point that you haven't been able to crest, then you're watching these interest rates rise on you and you're feeling like your goal is getting further and further away, please give me a call. Let's have a conversation about what it is you're trying to achieve and how you're going about doing it and how you have the support structure and the network that you need in order to gain that success. Because that is also part of what I'm here to do and, and to bring to you is to work with your team and make sure that everyone understands all of what's available to you and that you can make this goal a reality 
it may just look different than you thought it would be going into it. And I think that that's true when it comes to a lot of different aspects of our lives. There are some things that for some reason we, and I, this must just be in how society discusses real estate finances and uh, wealth management, to, to be honest, as the whole. If we don't know how to do it within ourselves, we come up with an idea and then we just sort of stop asking the experts on what would be the best strategy. For those of you out there that prepare your own taxes, I don't know if you've ever had someone sit down and go through your taxes with you and show you the ways that they, the professionals who deal with this every day, who have the tax law knowledge, can go in and find for you better ways to claim that deduction and better ways to address those write-offs and whether or not that's something that you have ever looked at. The same thing is true with your financial aspects of life. And I encourage you to have these financial aspects looked at by the professionals that work in them day in and day out. Because again, all of these pieces of industry have forever moving parts. And to make sure that you are receiving the best and the highest cutting edge opportunities, you need to be working with live humans who are in this industry, fully immersed in it, so that they can bring those aspects of their expertise to you for your benefit. And I promise you, it, it, it will enlighten you and it will allow you the opportunity to really see beyond what it is that you know. And you know, in the, the old adage, would you pull your own tooth? Um, you know, if you had a dental problem and the answer for most people is no. Why? Because you want somebody else to be looking at it from that correct perspective and to be able to see what it is that they're doing and that know that they have the knowledge to get you through that in the best way possible. Um, this is not like pulling teeth, although I hear buyers telling me all the time that this feels like pulling teeth. Um, but the reality of it is that we have a lot of people and there are many moving parts in a transaction and there are a lot of experts and professionals involved in every single transaction. And it's important that you know as a buyer or a borrower that you have the ability to communicate with all of these people and to gain knowledge and expertise from them so that you have an understanding and a confidence in your position. It doesn't necessarily mean that you may want to do all of these things on your own without any guidance, but knowing who all the players are, what they do, and what they bring to the table for you, I think is an invaluable process. Uh, speaking of experts and bringing them to the table, we have with us again today, Jeff Willie with eXp Realty. Jeff, how are you doing today? Hey, Misha, pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing fantastic. Now, Jeff, you were listening to the show last week when we laid out the the challenge from last week, which was you know the the move out and move on buyers. And how do you make those first steps? How do you make the decision to start looking in certain areas, you know, start narrowing the list, so to speak, get beyond the the ideas and really start putting pen to paper on this? And I'm, I just want to get from you, what, why are you so passionate about helping? people really get to this next level and helping them walk through these steps in life? Well, you know, a lot of the reason is that old saying, birds of a feather flock together. And mm -hmm. I'm in this same group that, uh, that I uh, specialize in. You know, I've got that uh, senior uh, real estate uh, designation. You know, I'm uh, at a stage now where I'm starting to determine how am I going to chart my path for the second uh, half of my life. Uh, you know, I do have some of the first pieces of the puzzle uh, available, but there's still an awful lot that, you know, I'm in the process of starting to whittle it down. 
Uh, you know, I've been managing a property that may be sold in the next couple of years, which is going to uh, require me to move. And with the ability to uh, work remotely, you know, uh, uh, staying in California is not a requirement for me. And mm-hmm. uh, a couple of years ago, I did sell uh, my home. So I do have one piece of the puzzle, which is just equity that would go into a transaction. But where is it going to be? And what appeals to me and what doesn't appeal to me? So uh, those are the same challenges and questions that I'm working with that I believe a lot of people, you know, that uh, are in the demographic that I focus with, they got the same uh, challenges themselves. Uh, you know, I'm, fo- I'm focused on affordability. Uh, weather is a uh, uh, an item for me. You know, a property, you know, that's low maintenance. Uh, I've been involved with uh, uh, development of some 55-plus age communities. Uh, those have strong benefits, uh, as long as they have realistic HOA fees. So Mm -hmm. I'm kind of looking at 2022 to start the process of doing some exploratory trips. You know, for the most part, I'm focused in the Northwest, could be Oregon, Washington, or Idaho, uh, or possibly the Southeast, uh, South Carolina, Florida, Georgia. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, But those are all from like the 10,000-foot level. Uh, the second piece of the puzzle I have in place is uh, you, Misha. Uh, you, you, you're, you're excellent in coming up with alternative ways to finance uh, a property. And I may be looking at an investment for a duplex where I could become an owner-occupied or maybe an investment for a single home somewhere where eventually it may become my primary home. But mm-hmm. I'm starting you know, at the top and just kind of working my way down. And as I go through all of these different areas that need to be explored, you know, if I'm going to be a, a, a good consultant, you know, I'm going to be able to share that with, uh, with some of your listeners. Well, I think that that's wonderful. And it's, it's so true that the vastness of the opportunity, you know, is it not being narrowed by a job location or a school opportunity or a family tether. It almost gives people analysis paralysis because there are too many options. How do they get started and how do they really take this on? But it's also those really big questions of what do I want of my life as a grown-up? Right. Uh, you know, that we that we seem to think about as being young people questions. What do you want to be when you grow up? And here we are talking about people who are on to their golden years in life. And we're trying to ask them, where do you want to live out this golden aspect of your life? And what does that look like to you? What does it smell like? Well, you know, what is what are the tangible aspects that make you think about the happiness that you will like to achieve? And for some, that is just um, too broad. You know, so the ability for you to relate to them in these ways is is paramount in, in the success for everyone because you 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 have to be able to relate and understand why this is challenging on a very intimate level. In a couple of uh, shows ago, when, I think the first one when I said, you know, the the, the world's your oyster, which uh, mm-hmm. it is, and it's uh, you can get analysis paralysis, and uh, it's very easy to become overwhelmed. Uh, but if you treat it, you know, as a journey of uh, what appeals to you, you know, it can be a very uh, enjoyable journey. You know, mm-hmm. you don't need to have a time frame on it where. I've got to have this done by now. You know, you come up with uh, alternative financing solutions that, you know, uh, mitigate uh, that stress tremendously. So uh, uh, as I go through this and and as I continue to uh, 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 share, you know, where and what to 
uh, find out what appeals to your listeners, uh, uh, that, that's going to make my segments uh, valuable then. And if uh, uh, I can be reached uh, either by email or my cell phone, uh, my license number is 019-31466. That's the California BRE license. Uh, my cell number is 831-888-7685. And my email is uh, Jeff. Dot Willie, W-I-L-L-E, at exprealty.com. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Jeff. We look forward to you sharing your journey. And for those of, who are starting out on their journey or exploring these options, do connect with Jeff. We will give his information again here in just a minute um, so that you can begin the process and, and have, a, have a liaison in this. Have a, have a cohort. Have someone who has industry expertise and knowledge and also sharing that passion of deciding what comes next in an informed and joyful way. Um, it's really great to have you, Jeff, and we look forward to you coming back again next week. I appreciate it. Thanks, Misha. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, so as Jeff was relaying, you know, these are the types of questions that all of the people in the opportunity to expand on what happens in the rest of their lives. And this isn't just for reverse mortgages, this isn't just for seniors. This is for everyone who has the flexibility of figuring out where they would like to work from and where they would like their life to be based out of. If you don't have to be making that migration to the office, if you don't have to commute to show up and be boots on the ground in someone else's building. What does that afford you as far as flexibility? We're going to discuss this and so much more when we come back here in just a moment. You're listening to Mortgage Matters with Misha. This is Mortgage Matters with Misha with financial services expert, Misha Dimitruk. All right, we are back. And for those of you who have listened to the show we do the weekly challenge at the end of the show. This last week's challenge, again, was the move on, move out buyer. And what discovering and exploring, what does that mean for you? What does that do with your budget? And how do you benefit from that? And I had a lovely conversation with Mohammed from Los Gatos. Thank you, Mohammed. Um, and what he discovered is that because of the flexibility of his now work from home opportunity, he has the ability to spend half of the money and get two to three times the house in an area that he told me he looked in eight other states. Out of the eight other states that he looked in, he was able to buy at least double the house at at least, excuse me, at least double the house at at least half of the cost in eight other states. Now, he's avoided some of the big hot button states that have gotten the most appreciation over the last two years, which you know, by statistics was Oregon and Idaho having the biggest influx. Uh, Texas was a hot trailing third. And really looking at markets where the schools are still good, the sense of community is still totally viable, tangible. And he explored everything from tiny little towns to moderate sized up and coming cities. And it was just mind blowing to him the the vast opportunity that was still out there and available for him to get homes that were newer, in better condition, or even well, he relayed that one of them was an older home that had the type of woodworking that you just cannot even buy in today's day and age being made now um, that you know had those strong, strong bones that could just go forever, it seems. And so he was excited about this opportunity and he was excited about what that did to his bottom line and how that afforded his family a lot of flexibility when it comes to spending 
the bulk of their income on a housing expense every month. And so for those of you who are on the fence, um, he did relay over that one of his biggest challenges was his wife's family, that they are still here, that they are all in a similar position where they're all spending a ton on their housing and not all of them even need to be here. Most of them have moved to remote work um, or have find flexibility in whether or not they show up by choice or not. And so it's really a matter of changing the record and changing that habit. And, and obviously change is challenging for everyone on a variety of, of levels, but that concept of making a change and a big one that will have deep reverberating effects for him, for his children, for his retirement, for his children's future, and teaching them that it's okay to step out of the box that they were born into and that they step out of the region that they grew up in. If that market does not prove to provide what it is that their life goals are about. And this is something I deal with day in and day out here in the Bay Area, helping people posture themselves for a buy and put in eight, 12, 15 offers and get beaten out time and time and time again. I just had another buyer today who came in and said, I, I just can't make another offer. My heart isn't in it. I'm, I'm exhausted by getting beat out. And these are first time buyers. They're at the bottom of the market and competition is so, so stiff. So I've been having conversations with buyers about how to prepare for the future. And what does that look like? Because as rates are starting to rise, we are seeing affordability sort of eke a little smaller. And that is going to start to affect people. Now, Freddie Mac is saying that they don't anticipate rates cresting 4% this year. Now, if anybody just gagged behind the wheel while you're driving, be careful. The interest rates being 4% seems huge compared to what we were talking about at the beginning of this year. But that shift is something that we should all be anticipating and something we've been talking about for quite a period of time. Now, rates are not at 4%, but if that's the ceiling that we're talking about for this year as expected, then what does that do to your intended purchase power? And how much does that change the dollar amounts that you're going to be spending? Now, in most of the Bay Area, the high cost loan limit is $970,800. And so I did a little breakdown. At the earlier parts of this year, we were talking about rates in the 3%. That would have given you a $4,093 a month principal and interest payment. We're not even going to talk about taxes and insurance at this point. Let's just talk about the borrowed money. If you were going to be at 3.375, again, at the $970,800 loan limit, you would increase that payment by $199 a month. If you jump to 3.625%, you would jump by another $135, making you $4,427 a month. And 3.875 would put you at $4,565 a month, a full $472 a month more than the 3% rate that we started at at the beginning of January 2021. And that is a big shift for a lot of people. We are going to take a break in just a moment and we'll come back and talk about this a little bit more. It's Mortgage Matters with Misha. Once again, here's Misha Dimitruk. All right. Before the break, we were talking about what buyers can expect in this shifting market and how that increase in interest rate is going to lessen the affordability. And one of the things that we're hearing from a lot of buyers is buyer fatigue. 
there's a lot of fatigue out there in the world. I was watching a show the other day and they talked about COVID fatigue and we had a whole conversation about how everybody has COVID fatigue at this point. We're all exhausted with it. And I feel the same for the buyers out there. The buyers in this market are extremely challenged. There are more buyers than ever before and the same, if not maybe a few less properties coming to market. So it's a more challenging market because there are more players in the game. And because interest rates had been so low, there were deeper pockets and more opportunities for people to elevate their offer price and beat out buyers coming in with what would be moderate price over the list. And yet they were getting beat out time and time and time again. So for those buyers out there, yeah, I have some tips for you as far as mitigating your buyer fatigue. First and foremost, communicate with your lender and your real estate agent often. If you got pre-approved in the summer and you haven't found anything and you haven't spoken with your lender and you haven't reassessed the situation, you definitely need to look at it. Know your numbers, have your finger on that pulse at all times. Um, at speaking with your real estate agent and having excellent communication with them, this is the person, this is your personal shopper. They are out there looking for those specific properties with the criteria that you actually dictate. That leads me to tip number two, which is set the right expectation. Let your realtor know what it is you're looking for and what it is that you're not. And you don't need to explore properties that would never work for you. If you need four bedrooms in your family's life, you don't need to go looking at two bedrooms because that means, and let, if you've told them you're not looking to do any type of work to it, that means you would just be setting yourself up to look at something that isn't the right fit. And that's exhausting. And also taps into the energy of it just being a negative experience for you. You need to be strong with your strategy. And this means, you know, checking out whether or not the neighborhood over from where you desire to be is more affordable for you, whether or not moving out of area is the right answer for you, or whether or not tapping into additional funds, whether it's retirement funds or gift funds, or stretching that budget in a way that helps you achieve if you need to be in a specific neighborhood or looking at your finances from a totally different perspective. When you find that you're just beyond frustrated, even with what you're seeing coming to market, take a break. Step back from the process. When there's nothing exciting to look at, you don't need to scroll through a bunch of that's not it's because that just, again, is feeding that negative energy space that you don't need to have. You want to be positive about it. You want to keep your perspectives really transparent with you, whoever else is involved in the buying process, your realtor and your lender, and know that it's totally okay to feel nervous and stressed about the process of buying. This is the biggest financial decision you've ever made in your life, likely. And this is the biggest investment that you'll likely ever make, dollar-wise and emotion-wise. If you're buying a primary residence, this is a place where you're going to actually want to be and raise your family and live your life and go on with, your, with yourself and expand into the newest and best versions of you. So these are all tips that I give you as far as you know, understanding how to get yourself through the process and know how to help yourself and your, your mental state when you're not just stepping into a market where you can pick from a number of homes on the market and capture any one of them with a single offer. Um, if you need stroke, if you, excuse me, if you need help, strategy, if you need to explore your financial opportunities, if you need more guidance than you are getting, if you're not working with a human 
a real live person, please give me a call, 831-435-0385. And let's have a conversation about what's available to you, what's the strongest strategy point for you, and how do we help you achieve those goals? Sometimes it's just a matter of someone new looking at it and helping you view things from a different perspective to give you a renewed sense of joy about the goals that you've set for yourself and being able to achieve them. Again, 831-435-0385 is my phone number. You can email Misha, M-E-S-H-A at EssexMortgage.com. You can find me on Facebook or LinkedIn. We are going to take a short break here and we'll be back in just a minute to talk about more of the strategy available to you and your real estate financing goals. This is Mortgage Matters with Misha with financial services expert, Misha Dimitruk. All right. This topic is going to be addressed to sellers in particular. For those of you out there who have considered selling your property, or if you're waiting for what you think is going to be the right time in the market to actually sell, I want to share with you something. As rates rise, and that's what we are seeing right now is rates on the rise. As rates rise, the buyer pool will shrink. No matter where you are shopping, no matter what your price point is as a buyer, as rates are going up, unless you have infinite cash to be able to buy down or provide a bigger down payment, buyers are going to move down in price brackets as the cost for the borrowed funds goes up. So that means for the sellers out there that if you had a a pool of say 10 to 15 buyers who were shopping your property before, there is likelihood that as rates increase, you're going to see that number dwindle. And that means less competition and less bidding up on those properties that are for sale. We saw this in the beginning parts of last year. In the beginning, the first quarter of last year, we saw a huge opportunity for sellers to capitalize on a booming market. And a lot of people thought, well, I won't push my market. I won't push my property to market just yet. I'll wait till the summertime. What happened between the end of the first quarter and basically just between January and February. And what the difference of what happened in June and July was that the market had cooled substantially and buyers were now on a wait and see, wait and see what happens with rates, wait and see what happens with COVID. And lots of sellers feel like they missed out on that riding the peak and capturing that highest price. So for those of you out there who are contemplating a sale, what I can tell you is strike while the iron is hot. This will not just go on and on forever. It will still be a seller's market for some time to come. But the amount of price that you are getting above list or the number of competitive offers that you're going to receive is going to shrink as rates continue to climb. And that buyer pool being so prolific is what has driven the market and what has driven prices so much higher so fast because there were so many offers and everyone knew that they had to be more competitive in order to capture the property out there. Now, if there's less buyers, there's less required competition and buyers will not have to dig as deep in order to capture the property that you are selling. If this is you, if you thought about it last year, if you're thinking about it again now, get with your realtor, get an understanding of what the price points are, what's closing in your market right now, 
and take a look at what would happen if prices did not grow from here. Now, I'm not saying that they won't grow because we're the Bay Area. We're going to continue to grow. Even in downturn markets, we see growth here. Again, the national average of appreciation in normal times was 4%. And the Bay Area generally appreciated at about 11% a year. It's a huge difference. We've been getting double digits and into the 20s appreciation the last few years. But there will come a point where that growth and exponential growth in appreciation slows. Where do you want to be as a seller when time comes and you are putting your property on the market? You want to be as close to that highest peak as you possibly can. That's going to give you the ability to be in the best position to capture the highest price and have the most flexibility in buyers with good financing, no financing, all cash offers. That's really where it's going to be. And so if you have a question about where, when the right time in the market to sell is, what the price point of your particular property would be is, please connect with your realtor. Give me a call if you need a realtor referral. I have lots of realtors in all the markets to be able to connect you with so that you can get a solid understanding of what is available to you as a seller. And then let's talk about the creative strategy of what you're going to do after you sell this house in the Bay Area or sell this property and what you do with that money thereafter. Because understanding your options after the sale is important for you to know before you actually make the sale. Whether it's a primary residence or an investment property, there's strategy required to mitigate capital gain, to ensure a financial strategy, to know how you're going to disperse those funds, to know what you're going to get from the transaction. Lots of times I'm talking with sellers and they're saying, well, I haven't seen any preliminary figures. When your property goes into contract, within a a brief number of days after the contract has begun, you should be provided with an estimated seller's net sheet to go through, here are the costs associated with the transaction that the seller is going to pay. Here are the expenses that you have to pay out of it, including any loan payoff, any interest that's owed, any taxes that are owed, and breaking it down for you on this is the anticipated figure that you will walk away with. And that's really going to be key to your understanding your success in what to do next. And that's just as important for sellers as it is for buyers to have a really solid understanding of the bottom line for you. So if you have questions within that aspect of things, or if you need support and guidance, don't hesitate to give me a call and let's talk about all of the options available to you and how I can help you get all the team of professionals put together to capture that highest price point for you now. And some of you have said to me as sellers, I just can't sell yet because I can't be out of my house in 30 days. And I'm here to tell you that that's not something you have to take into consideration. That many, many times over in the Bay Area, what we're seeing right now is Sellers are negotiating in the contract to remain in possession of the property for at least 30 days after the closing has concluded. For your buyers that are coming in that are owner-occupied buyers, they must take possession of the property by day 60 after the loan has closed in order for that to qualify as a primary residence loan. So you're not jeopardizing the buyer in any way by saying, I will be out of this property in 30 days after the closing. That gives you the entire typical 30-day escrow plus another 30 days afterwards. And that's a lot of flexibility for people. So let's talk about the strategy for you as a seller and how you can make yourself in 
the most comfortable with selling that property and finding the next avenue of opportunity for you. If you have that situation, if you have that need, call me 831-435-0385 and we will walk you through all of the aspects of this type of transaction. We're going to take a break and we will come back in just a moment with this week's challenge. You're listening to Mortgage Matters with Misha. It's Mortgage Matters with Misha. Once again, here's Misha Dimitruk. All right, here we are. What has become my favorite part of the show, top of the hour, this week's challenge. I hear from a lot of people that their son, their daughter, their niece, their nephew, their distant relative, their deeply loved friend, even sometimes their parent, their aunt, their uncle has come to them and said they would like to buy a house and could they help in some way? And how to help someone buy without giving cash. If cash is not what you have the ability to give someone, you don't have no option from there. You actually have the ability to be a non-occupying co-borrower for a lot of these people when they're buying a primary residence. If you have the ability, if your income and your credit are in line and you just don't have the cash to be able to gift in a transaction, you may have the ability to help your son, your daughter, your mother, your father, your aunt, your uncle, your cousin, or that dear friend make that purchase that they need and acquire a property by signing on to the loan, becoming a buying partner and being an active participant in the transaction, though you will not occupy the property. If they are going to occupy the property, it's still an owner-occupied purchase, even if your income and your credit are required to qualify for the transaction as a whole. So again, you can provide support and assistance to someone in the buying market and help them get that leg up without having to contribute in a cash way. So for those of you out there who have contacted me and said, how can I help? This is exactly how you are going to sign on to be a co-buyer. You are a non-occupying co-borrower on the transaction. You will be on the loan. You will be an owner on title even. And this will help the qualifying occupant, the buyer who's going to live in the property, get to that next level of qualification. Now, of course, the caveat with that is, are they able to make the payment? Now, for some people, this really comes into play with children heading off to college. Maybe they've completed their first year of college where they had to live in the dorm. And then from there out, they're going to have to be living somewhere, paying rent. The opportunity for you to help them buy a property and rent out other rooms to make the mortgage payment. You're helping them make that purchase and build in equity to a property. You're teaching them the responsibilities of managing money and giving them lifelong skills about the benefits of real estate. And you yourselves, as the non-occupying co-borrowers, if they are going to school, you have the ability to utilize that tax write-off of the mortgage interest. So there are benefits to you out there for helping someone else make that acquisition and supporting their goals without contributing cash. That is the challenge for this week is to talk with the buyers in your life about what the alternatives are that you could help with. If they came to you for cash and that is just not an option for you, talking about the benefits of being a non-occupying co-borrower and how that would help them get to either that next level of purchase price or better capture something within the range because they have the flexibility of knowing that you are going to be qualifying 
with them. If you have questions about this, please don't hesitate to call me, 831-435-0385. Email Misha, M-E-S-H-A at EssexMortgage.com, or you can find me on Facebook or LinkedIn. Now, this show does rebroadcast on Wednesdays at 2 p.m. and Sundays at 3 p.m. For any of you who are in the car and may have missed the ability to write down any of the information, don't worry. This information will come back to you, and you can definitely reach out to me again uh, with any questions that you have about the show or listen on the whole to the entirety. For those who are looking to connect again with Jeff Willie with EXP, his phone number one more time is 831. 831- 888-7685. And for, again, if you're looking to expand your opportunities, stepping out of the Bay Area, stepping out of this unique real estate market that we're in, or if you're just not certain about what the future holds for you, and you're trying to figure out the best way to use the information superhighway that we have at our fingertips to get that information harnessed and put yourself on a clearer path. These are the things that myself and Jeff are all here for to help you and guide you. It has been a pleasure to be with you once again, and I look forward to being with you next week, Bay Area. Until then, be well and stay healthy. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.